Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind the scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Rose Marie Vieira with US Wedding Officiant. Rose, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> We've never met in person, but I'm looking forward to meeting you once, you know, things are somewhat back to normal. Uh, right. And, you know, I love my wedding frienders. I love my, my network in the wedding industry. So I'm looking forward to adding you to that circle. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that too. I think what you offer is pretty cool. Thank you. Um, so Rose, you're a wedding officiant, right? Let's yes, sir. Hit, jump, jump right in. Um, <laughs> so, so that is one of the, you know, many categories of vendors for a wedding. And, you, you know, you, you kind of kick off the wedding, right? You kick off the celebration. You know what, 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 sadly, though, is the last thing that people think about for their wedding. And it's really sad because I'll get calls like a week before a wedding. Like, I'm getting married next week and I need a wedding officiant. And I'm going, really? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not right? think of this when you were planning the wedding? <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things that is it's really like you important. You get married without me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but people don't, I guess, understand the importance. So that's something that I want to kind of shine light on today is... Yeah, they worry why, about the cake so and the clothes and the venue, but they don't think about the fact that in order to be married, you have to get married, and that means you need to hire someone to marry you. Yeah, exactly. Well, tell everyone why, you know, what besides the legal aspect of getting married and having an officiant there, you know, what does hiring an officiant provide um, uh, besides that? You know, like, what what do you offer besides just sealing the deal and signing the piece of paper? Well, in some cases, uh, actually in, in pretty often, especially these days during this, um, I've had a lot of these um, elopements where people have had to put aside the big plans and settle for eloping and only having you know up to 10 people there. Mm -hmm. And um, so what I do is I, I, I also will step in and, and help them get it organized so that they're not feeling like, oh, what am I, I'm out in left field somewhere, I don't know what to do. So I'll make suggestions for where we can go um, and you know who they wanna consider having there because by law, you do have to have two witnesses. And um, so they don't give that a lot of thought. And so I'll suggest, well, your parents probably wouldn't wanna miss out. so. I would consider making sure your parents come, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a best friend or someone like that, or whoever your maid of honor and best man were going to be for the big to do, make sure they're here for this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, sure. I, I, I'll, I'll help them get a little organized and things like that. And if they're having, um, which happens all the time, you get um, family zillas. I don't want to say a bridezilla, but we get, I get uh, several family zillas where people want to get in the middle of the bride, the couple's business. You know, mm -hmm. the bride and the groom are trying to do things the way they want to do. And that's what I'm all about. Matter of fact, when I write a ceremony, it is about the couple. It is their story. It is not, you know, what everybody else thinks should be said and done. Mm -hmm. I have my own flair for what I do. And that's what the couple's like is because they get an original ceremony that's just for them. And family members and well-meaning friends will put their two cents in 
And I will tell my couple very emphatically, this is not about them. This is about you. This is your day. And you want it to be about you and focused on you and nothing else. Yeah, exactly. And so let's back up. How does that process begin? So when someone reaches out to you and says, hey, we, we need an officiant. We want you. Let's, let's uh, start with step one. What's the next? How do you move forward? So the first thing I do is I'll answer any questions they might have. A lot of them will want to know where do I go to get my license? How soon do I need to get my license? Um, what does it cost to get the license? You know, what do I need? What do I need to do? What's my next step? And I'll guide them through that process. And right now it's been tough because, you know, nobody's working in an office anymore. Mm -hmm. And so like um, downtown at the, um, at the office there, I have to tell them, you have to call to make an appointment because they're not letting you walk in anymore. You must make an appointment, which is hard because nobody's answering the phones. <laughs> so it's been really challenging to help my couples when I'm the only one who can help them and no one else is answering phones. And they're really grateful that I actually answer my phone and they don't get a recording because they're getting recordings no matter where they call. Yeah. Um, so they're like, oh, a real person. Yes, a real person. <laughs> and I'm actually going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's sad because I've gotten calls from couples the last minute where their um, officiant has backed out. I'm also a photographer. So once in a while, I'll get a call where somebody's photographer has backed out. And it's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I yeah, roll well, with the punches. Well, especially these days, I know a lot of people either aren't comfortable, you know, going to gatherings or don't want to, right? And so we've had some people back out because of that, you know, even outside of normal <laughs> backing right. out. I've made every wedding I've done. I've every wedding I've booked. I've I've been there. I don't I don't see how anyone could do that to someone. But you know, I know I know it's it's crazy how some people are. And like for me, because of um this pandemic thing, I have had to add um an addendum to my contract to let people know that we will be following um whatever the mandates are at the time mm -hmm. of their wedding. So yeah. if yeah. currently it's ten or twenty people, then that's all it is. And if we have to wear masks, we're well, wearing masks. We will follow the rules or the ceremony will not happen. Yeah. And when I get there, if they're not following the rules, I tell them I'm, I'm leaving because if you're not following the rules, I'm out of here. I'm happy yeah. to do it, but we must follow the rules. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned previously that you have a certain flair with the actual day of officiating. Tell me a little more about what that, what that looks like and how you're different from any other officiant in town. Well, first of all, I write every ceremony. Every couple gets their own ceremony that's written just for them. It's about them. So after the initial contact from a couple, I will set up uh, an in-person meet, which before this was in-person over coffee. Now it's over Zoom or Skype or um, Google, um, Google Meet, wherever it is they're comfortable. Uh -huh. And um, I have like a series of questions that I'll go through with them. And that is my way of getting to know them as a couple and as individuals. And I weave their story into the ceremony so that it really is all about them. And it's not just, you know, I do, she does, he does, she does, they do, and you're all set. I make it more intimate and more about them. Yeah. And that's so what they love. And, and because of that, I have five-star ratings through every place that I put myself out there. Um, and for three years in a row, I've been Thumbtack's top pro. Um, um, I'm, I'm known in the community. 
Mm-hmm. That's great. And Congratulations. It is. And what I love the, now is that so many people will um, highly recommend me to other people when they see someone looking for a wedding officiant. You know, they'll be like, oh, you know, you want Rose. She's great. She's fabulous. And I love that. Yeah. It's taken a few yeah. years to build to that point, but I love that. I think a referral is one of the most honorable things, you know, to get. It's it like, is. The fact it's that someone awesome. really loves what you did and your work and wants to share that with someone else. I think that's the best compliment, you know, to, it is. to you as a business owner. Yep. Nothing, nothing is better than that in my book. Yeah. And you said you've been doing this for about three years or so? I've been doing it since 2014. Oh, so six years. Yeah. Well, right on. Congrats. That's a long time to to keep at it. You know, that's, that's, thank you. That takes tenacity. I, I love it. I didn't think I'd ever love anything more than my photography, but I have to say, I love this way, even way more than my photography, which I never thought I'd ever say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think capturing someone's story, there's a certain beauty in that. And being part of someone's special day is special in itself, you know? So it's I think it's an honor. It really honor. is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Ha- so you, you're based out of Asheville, Western North Carolina. Um, right. I cover all of Western North Carolina. Yeah. And so I'll do upstate South Carolina. And um, I've done Maine one point. wedding in Georgia. Okay. Um, so pretty much anywhere local that, you know, they need me to go. And you mentioned, you know, the, the business is called US USA Wedding Officiant. Wedding Officiant. You can travel anywhere, though, if someone wanted you to. Yeah, if they're willing to pay me to go there, I'll go. <laughs> How does that work with the state, you know, and the license and the f- signatures and all that? I, I'm just, I've never been married. So I don't know what that process is. <laughs> so I like. have to just follow the rules of whatever state, you know, they're getting married in. So like um, a perfect example is I recently did a couple, um, they got married here, but they live in South Carolina. Um, And what we didn't know at the time is that um, the license said that they were married, you know, because it doesn't, it's all like pre-filled in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. And it said South, you know, where you put the city, state and county, and then it said South Carolina. And so I'm like, well, we're in North Carolina. So no big deal. So what we did is even though the ceremony, the actual ceremony we did here in North Carolina, I met them a week later on the South Carolina border to make it legal and signed it in South Carolina. <laughs> and now everything is legal schmiegel for South Carolina. But their wedding was held at a beautiful venue on the top of the mountain here in North Carolina. And um, they said, well, what are we going to do now? I'm like, not a worry. Let's just meet on the border. That way we can legally say it was done in South Carolina. Well, I love that you're <laughs> willing to go the extra mile for your clients. Absolutely. Whatever they need, I'm there to take care of. Which venue did they get married at? Um, it was on the top of, um, it was out in Girton. I can't remember the name of the mountain, but they were at the very top of that mountain out in Girton. Oh, uh, uh, it wasn't the Cabin Ridge. No, there was, uh, there's a, it's um, a big farm out there too that's well known for like their sausage and stuff that's oh. on that same mountain okay i can't do it off the top of my head <laughs> well as you know everyone and their mother is opening a wedding venue oh i know i've been seeing a lot of that lately and i'm like okay well if you need a wedding officiant keep me in mind <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a lot um which is great i mean i like that you know people are following their dreams and hustling uh, it's funny to see people who don't have wedding experience start a venue because they just don't understand the 
They have no what clue. I've been a wedding planner. Trust me. I know what's involved. Yeah. And they have no clue what they're in for. Yeah. And we all have to start somewhere. You know, I'm a big proponent of experience, experiential learning and going out on a limb and taking risks. Um, but I'm, I was talking to my friend the other day, a wedding planner. I said, you know, there's probably a business in venue management and consulting because a lot of these people, you know, as I said, they have a hundred acres and mountain views and they, they think they want to start a wedding menu, but I don't think they understand all the intricacies and all the things like oh, yeah. the toilet situation. Like you can't use a single family household toilet system bathroom no. or a hundred person wedding. Bride needs a nice big room to change in. So you yep. can't just use any old bathroom. <laughs> exactly exactly and it, it's fun to see different venues because i visit a lot i'm actually going to visit one later today and to see what they've done um either in anticipation of being a wedding venue or after the fact you know uh -huh. um like i know the one venue they built out like a really cool porta potty <laughs> like it was it wasn't a blue you know porta potty it was like a a permanent bathroom structure you know because, nice. because they knew what they, they'd done enough weddings and realized that's what they needed to do. So uh, it's always cool to see people adapt and move forward. Um, but to keep track of all the venues is a job within itself, you know? Yeah, that really is. I've got a spreadsheet. <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to put together a spreadsheet. It was the only way I could keep track. Same here. I've, I've actually got one going now for referrals. So I know where my referrals are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did that when I first started and I, I lost track. I had like over 300 vendors slash venues on there. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, there's so many people in North Carolina, Western North Carolina doing wedding related stuff. You know, we're a big right. destination for weddings. Um, some say second to Charleston. I don't know if we're second to Charleston, but we, we do have a lot of people coming in from all over the country. You know, my clients are coming in from, if they're not locals, they're coming in from New York City, Florida, wow. California, Washington, you know, just all over the, the country. So we are we have, we have a really great area for destination weddings there's so much to choose from with these mountains yeah yeah for sure my my favorite venue is actually um the summer camp wedding venue oh where are um, they at camp uh, well there's a bunch so camp pinnacle does them camp tonawanda they're in like hendersonville uh yeah. camp wayfarer camp uh i think wataga might do i don't know there's a bunch of summer camps because everyone stays in the cabins throughout the weekend and so you get right. this like, really That's festive fun. weekend and you have to like your friends though to have them there for the whole time <laughs> exactly <laughs> right uh well anyway enough about the venues uh rose i want to know what was the spark that started this all for you what, you know when did you decide that you wanted to become an officiant so this is bittersweet, the story behind this. Um, it started with the fact that my dad was going to be getting married for the second time. Um, well, there's a whole story behind that too. But um, he was getting married and I wanted to show my support for him and his bride-to-be and said, I want to marry you. I want that to be my gift to you. So I went and I took an online course and decided to, to become a wedding officiant just so that I could do that for them. Um, and it was legal in Mississippi. My dad lived in Mississippi. Um, and this was in 2014 and they were going to get married on Thanksgiving. And so I said, well, I'm kind of come down there for Thanksgiving anyways, and obviously to come to the wedding. So let me marry you guys. And he just thought that was such a wonderful thing for me to want to do to show my support. Yeah. So I went and I became an officiant. Um, I've been, a, I am fully ordained and, um, unfortunately the week before the wedding, his bride 
unexpectedly died. Oh no. And um, so actually they were on the courthouse steps when it happened. They had just gone to get their marriage license and she had a brain aneurysm and died. Oh, so, wow. but after um, all of that and everybody had calmed down and all that stuff, yeah. my dad encouraged me to continue and still go forward with being um, a wedding minister and said, you know, he says, I've always been a believer in multiple streams of income and I know how much you love your photography and you love um, customer service and all the different things you like to do. He said, but you should always have multiple streams of income and I would pursue this and see where it goes. And it, I'm so glad I listened to him because I only intended to do this for him and it's become another business for me. I love that. It's one yeah. I absolutely love beyond belief. Yeah, that's great. I, that's, a, that's a sweet story. Sa a little bit sad about his bride, but the fact yeah. that he encouraged you to keep going. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. And... We got we to gotta love our parents' support, <laughs> you know? They... Yeah, definitely. But I was trying to show my support to him because yeah. the rest of the family was not supporting his decision and I was showing him mm. I was fully supporting his decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you're still doing it today. Yep. Years later, six, I love it. Six years later. So for you, most of your clients, are they local or are they also destination? Um, um, I'd say it's a pretty even mix. Um, when they turn out to be local, lately the local ones have been the ones that have been planning the big wedding and now this pandemic's going on and they want to get married. And I'm like, well, you know, love is not on a break. I understand that. So you want to get married, let's get it done. Um, and what I'm finding and hearing, what I'm hearing is that there are a number of uh, local wedding officiants that are not willing to put themselves out there and do this public, you know, go out there in person. And I said, as long as we follow protocols, I am 100% fine with it. I don't think this should stop anyone's love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you love each other. You want to be married. This shouldn't stop it. Exactly. No, and there, people are still do, getting married. <laughs> They're still. Absolutely. still and doing. I highly encourage them. I say, you know, no, I'm ready. Let's go. I had um, actually one of the very first couples when this first started, they were funny because they called me that day. They called me in the morning and said, are you available to me? It's actually somebody I know personally. And she gave me a call in the morning and she said, okay, we've had to place our, our, our wedding plans on hold three times now. And we're just done with it. We want to just be married. And so she called me up in the morning and she said, what are the chances you're available to do to marry us this afternoon? And I said, totally, let's do it. So that wow. was, that was pretty cool. And, and from that, that wedding on, I have been encouraging everybody, don't let this stop your plans. If you want to get married, this should not have anything to do with it. Let's just wear our masks and do our thing and get you married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, always have the big party later. Exactly. And that's what one of my friends did. He, you know, they, they got the, uh, they officially got married in May, which is when the wedding was supposed to happen, but they moved it to next year, the big party. Yeah. Um, and that was actually one where, I mean, he's my buddy, but I was going to bring the truck, uh, my mobile bar truck and set up and it would actually be a guest. So it was, was going to be really cool to be a guest at a wedding where my business was providing the drinks. So yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. Um, so Rose, uh, I know it's the, it's summertime right now. Uh, this will be published in kind of, 
you know, late September, but what are you, what are you drinking on right now? What are you, what are you, what are you how are you staying hydrated these days? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, dehydration is a problem for me and I'm trying, I'm actually trying to focus on drinking more water. Okay. So I have my water by my side and I have a cup of coffee by my side. Is that your coffee's your, your go-to? Really, there's just a bunch of different things that are go-to. It just depends on the situation where I'm at, what I'm doing. Um, one of my favorite things is chocolate wine. Um, and that's something like um, I have um, a couple of friends. There's three or four of us, four of us actually. And we have formed a pod and we get together every week, once a week, just to hang out and drink wine and just enjoy each other's company and have great conversation. Chocolate wine. Oh, yeah. Tell it's, me more about this. <laughs> what is chocolate <laughs> wine? It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> it's liquid chocolate yeah. combined with wine, like red wine? It's actually made. You can buy it you know, at, at any angles. Um, uh-huh. Chocolate wine. It's wine and chocolate that have been mixed together, and it's pretty yummy. It's like drinking dessert. We're going to have to get some chocolate wine one day, Rose. There you go. Show me all about this. Sounds Uh, like a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So going back to the wedding industry, what's your biggest challenge when it comes to either dealing with, you know, other vendors or dealing with your clients or venues or whatever? You know, what's your biggest challenge? Is it the weather? Uh, Tell me more about that. No, I have never had an issue with any of the venues. I work well with everybody. I'm one of these really flexible people where um, it doesn't matter who or what I can work with them. Um, But I'm sorry I'm moving around, but my dog needs to go out. It's okay. Um, So, really sorry about that. Oh, it's raining. Make it quick, Marley. So, um, but I don't have, I never have problems with venues and very seldom would I have a problem with any person I'm working with. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I had mentioned um, when we first started talking was sometimes we get some family zillas, Mm -hmm. not a bride zilla or a groom zilla, but their family will get in the middle of things. And I find myself having to mediate and Mm -hmm. try to explain to people, you know, this is, their day and it should be their decision on anything and everything that they want to do it doesn't matter except that it's their day and you don't want to be the person who ruins it for them and so i find myself sometimes having to um be a mediator um other than that i don't uh the other challenge would be the people that will call me the very last minute because i really want to make sure that i give everybody a hundred percent and if I'm putting it out there that I marry anyone, anytime, anywhere, that's my tagline. And I'm writing, I'm writing a ceremony for each couple. I need the time to write that ceremony and get to know them so I can write that ceremony. And if I'm, you know, I mean, I'm luckily that that first one at the beginning of the pandemic was a friend and that I knew her. So I could write that ceremony from my heart. Um, and I'm very heart based. So everything I do has to be from my heart. Um, sorry, I'm gonna let my dog in. Okay. Hold on, Marley. Come on. No, no, no. Sorry, I got a dryer. <laughs> um, and so I want to make sure that everyone experiences that for their wedding day and their ceremony. That yes. they're that they're getting 
the full deal for their day. And they can't get that if they don't take the time to work with you. Like it sounds right. like your ideal client is someone who understands that relationship and that there needs to be some dialogue in order for you to right. perform your best work, right? Exactly. And um, once in a while, I'll get a couple that says, oh, I just want to write my own vows and you just have to be there to pronounce this man and wife. Well, it doesn't work that way. There are three, <laughs> there are three legal acts, acts oh, sorry. There are three legal aspects to every, man, to every ceremony that has to be met by law. And if those three things are not met, then it's not necessarily a legal marriage. Mm. So it's not just me saying, I pronounce you man and wife. There's more to it than that. And I got to get them to understand that. So it's my job to walk them through the process and let them know, you know, it's not just about getting a piece of paper. There's more to it than that. And, you know, it is your special day and hopefully you're only going to do it once. And don't you want it to be special? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I just think that's a nice way to begin the, uh, the, as I said, celebration, the party with the ceremony <laughs> being very heartfelt and original. Right. You know, like I, I think that's really important. Um, I did hear at one wedding, it was just very templated. It, I don't think there was any mention of any story from the couple. And I just, I just kind of uh -huh. thought, you know, that doesn't, that's boring. I, I yeah, it was boring. It was just, it wasn't really what I would want. Um, right. And I, I think just having a nice way to, to make it personal is important. You know, so having And then another fun to... thing that I do that I don't want to forget to mention is um, I work with couples on what their idea of an ideal ceremony looks like. And so I have done a lot of themed ceremonies. And the <laughs> most fun one I've ever done was one I did, um, I think it's two summers ago, I did a um, Princess Bride themed one. And honest to God, I did it in the voice. And everybody thought it was hysterical. I had the, I had all everybody there in stitches while I did the ceremony because I did it in the voice. And the couple's theme was the Princess Bride, and I wanted to make sure I went along with that. I've yeah. done Halloween themed and ho different holiday themes. I've done a Doctor Who wedding. I mean, I love doing the fun stuff too. So I can go uh, humorous, I can go serious, romantic, whatever they want, I can make happen. I love that. One of my couples next year is doing a Beatles theme, like the band. The, oh, like, cool. Themed stuff. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, I'm old enough to I, remember the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm doing a, a Halloween wedding, but I don't think it's like Halloween themed. Huh, you know? like that. They didn't say like, they didn't say anything about that. And I'm like, your anniversary is going to be Halloween. So you better like Halloween, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I'm curious, you know, you've been doing this for about six years or so. Have, have you found yourself going to the same venues? Have you kind of like narrowed in on some. venues or so? or you just Well, there's actually a few venues that, out there that will reach out to me when they get a couple that's looking, you know, to get the, the other, um, other vendors. Uh -huh. And so I'm, I'm on a list. I'm on a list with several different locations where they know they can call me and okay. that, and then I'm willing to work with somebody the last minute because a lot of the ones that I work with are elopement sites where that's what they advertise that we're there for elopements. And oh. since I'm willing to be flexible and on a moment's notice, I can jump in. And I've done many of those on a moment's notice. Um, you know, what they love having someone flexible enough to do that. What are some of those venues, if you don't mind? Um, so um, Timber Hall here in Leicester. Yeah. Uh, Sherry. Harry, yep, she knows me, um, and she knows to call me when things like that happen. Um, there's um, 
Okay. Uh, there's an, there's actually two out in here at Lester that I work with. Um, I'm trying to think the name of hers because she had a different name and then changed it. Um, it's just five minutes away from uh, Sherry's, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you know which one I'm talking about. It's just like down from like it. It's close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many of them out here. I know. They really are. Timber Hall, I love their ceremony site with the- I, uh, I love their whole setup. It's just amazing, that setup. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. another one called, um, is it Green Heron? Green Heron, have you been to the theirs? Pond, is it the pond at Green Heron? Pond at Green Heron, oh, that's beautiful too. I haven't been out there yet. Um, oh, you, you should go out there and check that one out. Theirs is just as beautiful. I'm trying I mean, to it's not a, it's not as detailed as Sherry's is. There's not as many <laughs> of the cool things that Sherry has to offer at Timber Hall but it's still a beautiful venue with some amazing sites. Well, one of my goals is to visit two venues a week. So I will add <laughs> that to the list uh, just because, it, you know, when I'm there, obviously the truck uh, has to be positioned correctly at any venue. And so going right. to always out front where everybody can see it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not too far away so that it's not, you know, you don't have to walk a mile to get a drink, you know, but, but obviously right. not too close so that it's, you know, running over anything. Right. So anyway, uh, positioning that is important for me. So going to these venues helps to understand where it might go when someone does, you know, right. That. Uh, and then I do like, um, a bunch of them just in, in private areas. Um, mm -hmm. like <laughs> I will, I will go on the parkway for people. And I know there's supposed to be a fee for that. So maybe we shouldn't put this in the show, <laughs> um, but I'll just meet them and we'll just say, you know, what we got to do and make it quick. So it's not obvious that we're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, things like that. And I've even done a couple of hidden ones on the Biltmore estate because they charge a ridiculous amount of money to do a wedding. And so I'll just say, just, let's just go in a quiet little corner because that way you can say you got married at the Biltmore estate. <laughs> And I've never been to the Biltmore. I don't see the, I don't see the draw. <laughs> everybody, everybody wants that house in the background, the uh, house in the pond. And it's like, okay, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm, some people, we all value different things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've learned. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not there to question their choice of venue. I'm just there to do my service and exactly. make sure that they're married and happy about it. Well, um, what do you wish you knew when you got started? You know, you've been doing it for a while. What is there anything that you've learned over the years that you, <laughs> you want to share with other wedding vendors that you were like, Oh man, if only I knew. Um, well, one of the things I, I continue to learn is I'm constantly updating my contract. It almost not with every couple, but with a lot of different things that have happened through time, mm -hmm. I constantly have to change my contract. Um, Oh, you have a kitty too. Oh no, you have a doggy. I see a doggy walking around. Yeah. Yeah, ladies, he's <laughs> walking around. Um, so um, I would like to say it would nice to have been to ha it would have been nice to have had like some kind of a standard contract to start oh. with instead of developing my own. But I kind of like now, as six years later, I'm happy that I've developed my own because I know every part of it and I know what I need to explain and bring to their attention so they can't say later, oh, but I didn't know that because you'll get that too. That's yeah. something you'll get with, with different couples. Well, I didn't know that. So always be willing to communicate. To me, communication is the key to everything. And yeah. if you don't have great communication, you're going to have problems. So yeah. that's my big advice is um, com communication and follow up and, and give them more than they expect. Promise less, but give more. 
always be willing to Rose, I think you cut out on me. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. I had a call come through. I had to put it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Communication is very important. Something that I've learned is that, you know, after you start doing a bunch of weddings, you start, like, it starts becoming part of your everyday jargon, your mindset. Yeah. Like, we think about all this stuff that is not what people are thinking, normal people are thinking about. And right. we kind of get in our own head, you know, uh, I guess get on our own heads and we, we assume that they know and they yeah, don't exactly we have to make sure as professionals. We take the time to explain things because otherwise we're just going to get, you know, they're going to be disappointed in us if we're not taking the time to let them know what their expectations should be. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was trying to say because yeah, we can't I, assume that they know because they don't. I've had a few, I had a few of those in the beginning where they thought that alcohol was included in the package. And I said, no, it's all separate. You know, and and she was like, "Well, I need I need all my money back." Then I'm like, "All right, here." That's the only time I've refunded, is when we had a wow. miscommunication about the what was included, and I kind of looked at the numbers. This was back in the beginning. This was like my eighth wedding, you know, of wow. of, of all time, and and I realized I'm like, "Oh, I wasn't super clear that all the alcohol is separate from the bar service package." And you know, I'll t I'll, I'm very clear now, and I tell them like what they're gonna spend all together but then I still show them my, you know, pricing, which doesn't include the beverages. So I'm still working on how to be super clear with them and, uh, you know, make sure that we're all on the same page. It could even be something as simple as, do you want alcohol included or do you want to provide your own? We provide a service. If you want the alcohol, you have the cho choice of we provide it or you provide it. And if, if, if that's one of your options. Yeah, we, we always option. bring it. We always pick it up. That's kind of one of our, one of my things is always bringing the, dropping off the kegs and the and the, right. the wine um the liquor is a different story you know because of state laws but right now all of our packages come with the keg transportation and and wine delivery uh, as a matter of convenience because if someone's booking us you know they they want that they don't want to do stuff by themselves right you know? they've got it's too much to do so yeah. you would think that they would get that <laughs> exactly um so what do you have in works for the future? Do you intend on ever hiring anybody else or going, you know, into different markets? Like maybe, you know, there's like Banner Elk and Boone that there's a bunch of venues up there. Like what's your next, you know, couple of years look like for the business? Um, I don't plan on really expanding because I don't want to have to expand and then retract. Mm -hmm. You know, every time something happens, you have to step back and say, okay, what can I do to, to get through this? And, you know, the last thing I want to do is employ someone and then have to let them go because something happens. Like yeah. right now with this COVID thing, anybody who had done any hiring prior to that had to let people go. And I don't want to be one of those that has to do that in the future. Um, I like working for myself and by myself. Not that I'm against having others around. Um, I've trained a few um, local other wedding officiants. And actually, they're part of my network so that if I ever get a couple and I'm not available on the day they're looking for uh, I have a couple of other efficients that I can say, okay, try this person because they're really good. Try that person because they're really good. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's all about the network. And I, I'm a huge networker in town. Yeah. And people that know me know that I've, I belong to like 22 different networking groups in town. Wow. So I'm out there. Everybody knows me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm missing is the networking, you know? Like I used to, yeah, I miss to that love a lot. to go to the different meetups and um, 
you know, there was like a, yeah, just random things with wedding folks and, you know, maybe like a new bridal shop opened up and they had a little welcome right. hat. I loved those. It was so fun to connect yes. with people. And um, I love the one that Sherry did at Timber Hall. Yeah. Hers was great. And she, I'm hoping she'll get to do one again soon. Yeah. There was one on the books that was supposed to happen last weekend, but I guess because of this, you know, obviously we had to not let that happen. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this fall is going to be tough, but uh, hopefully by next, you know, by spring, we'll see a different uh, reality. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll find ways around it for sure. We've got to think outside the box. I know people are always saying think outside the box and I always look at them and say, what box? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a box. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that's how that's how you, we evolve right as we think think creatively and right. do new things um, uh, workarounds yeah so rose this is a question i ask that you don't have to answer but you're welcome to obviously um do you have any crazy wedding stories that you want to share with our listeners <laughs> um yeah, I think we've, and if you're in the wedding industry, there's always going to be at least one crazy story, always. Um, and my crazy stories end up becoming part of my contract, <laughs> of what they do. So um, okay. I had a wedding a few years back where the mother of the bride was not um, supporting the wedding in any way, and she just didn't want it to happen. So she showed up two hours late. We stood there in the hot sun in the summer, waiting and waiting and waiting. And this woman just was not showing up. I guess this was her way of showing that she wasn't going to, wow. you know, support it. And so everybody's, everybody, the guests and everybody, different people in the family were calling her and texting her, you know, get there, get there, get there. And now because of that one, it's now in my agreement that if you're more than 15 minutes late, you will be charged extra. And also if I have, cause at that time I was booking weddings two and three a day, like especially in July, like the first week of July, everybody wants to get married for the 4th of July weekend. And so I'll book like three weddings that day, you know, for that day, cause they want that date. Yep. And it's like, I'm sorry, but if I've got other weddings booked, I got to go and you still owe me the money. Cause I showed up and they didn't. Yeah. So that, that's one thing. And then um, I have uh, a fond memory of a couple that I married on the top of a mountain one year, um, and it started to really rain. And I didn't stop the ceremony, but since then now my pages are now in plastic protectors, um, <laughs> so, the, so the words don't run together in the rain. Yeah. Um, and what was really cool about that is I kept on going. I never gave it a second thought. I just kept on going. And the couple really appreciated that. And they said that was the coolest thing that I didn't panic and I didn't just say, okay, stop, we're gonna do something else. You know, I just went and rolled with it. They loved the fact that I was so flexible that I rolled with the rain. I got a huge tip because of it. And they said that it made the memory of their um, wedding ceremony even better because he had proposed to her on a rainy day on that mountain. And so because it happened to rain for the ceremony, they thought that was the coolest thing. And the fact that I kept my head was even better. It's like coming so full was, circle, was, yeah. Yeah, it was a, that was fun. I, I just, it just made my heart melt when they told me that. I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I stuck with it and didn't say, okay, it's raining, we've got to go in now. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not like that, so. Well, that's why you're still in business. You're doing stuff like in case it rains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, Rose, is there anything else you want to share with our 
listeners about the wedding industry? Any advice you want to give to couples, anything like that? Yes, please book your wedding officiant in the beginning and not the end, because your wedding, your marriage does not happen without one. So whether it's me or someone else, make sure that you have your officiant, your minister, whoever's supposed to be doing that ceremony, book them first. <laughs> I love Don't it. I'll, I will include a link to your website in the show notes so people can reach out. And just want to thank you again for jumping on the podcast. Fist I thank you so much for having me. This was fun. <laughs> Thanks, Rose. I hope to meet you soon in person. I do too. We'll have to have some chocolate wine together. Chocolate wine it is. <laughs> All right, Take care. care.